0: You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Euro Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPie, delighted to be your host as always. We are here for day four of our Euro 2020 review. Three big games today took place. Scotland nil, Czech Republic 2, Poland 1, Slovakia 2 and Spain nil, Sweden nil. We'll get into the panel. Joined as always by Shankers. Shankers, how are we?
2: Aye, good, Scott. Uh, as I said, we a wee bit deflated after the re- result of the day, but uh, not much you can do No point in, in dwelling on it, onwards and upwards, hopefully.
1: Max Halliday is with us as well. Max, a pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks for joining us.
0: Uh, no bother, man. Uh, it's great to be here. I uh, wish it could be in a bit better circumstances though, but uh, definitely
1: we'll get into that in a second. We're joined it. we by a special guest as well, Ryan Clifford. Ryan, it's a pleasure
3: to welcome you on. Thanks for coming on. No, it's my my pleasure, mate. Thanks a lot. As Max says there, just wish it was on a, a victory for Scotland.
1: Right. Let's just get let's just get through it as quick as we can here. Scotland now, Czech Republic two, a double from Patrick Sheik at Hamden. Just I think we're all sitting deflated, just We'd, we'd, we'd went into this game, as I say, I've say, i said all morning, I don't think I've ever experienced a, a Scotland game that's as much build-up and as much hope, just the whole country was just lifted, and as quick as they were lifted, they were deflated. Shankers, let's get into it. We've we've all we've had a, deb- a debate in our group chat all day about this. Team selection, the way Steve Clark set up, what was your first impressions of it?
2: Uh, apart from obviously, I don't, I don't think a lot of folk knew Keane in the situation, so I was just a wee bit surprised. Obviously, he he wasn't playing through injury or whatever. Apart from that, I wasn't really surprised uh, much of the line-up. I thought Armstrong would have played where Christie played, fuller forward, and McGregor would have played in the middle. But I, I didn't really argue too much with the lineup. It was roughly what I thought. There was, was obviously a huge debate. On social media uh, about Gilmer and Parson et cetera, why would why did they not feature at some point? Why did they not start? So that's a that's a huge debate. Uh, Ryan Fraser possibly could have started. Maybe when when they, he played before he, he was quite good at when the ball was up to Dykes and he was flicking it on. Fraser was good at getting the second balls and stuff. So it's always going to be a debate. It's easy to debate when when you lose the game. Uh, I, think, I think that's the easiest thing. When you lose the game, you can say, why did you not do this? Why did you not do that? Scotland had plenty of chances in the game. Uh, I think no score a goal was, was pretty harsh, but in, in the big games, when you get chances, you need to finish them. And, and if no, you're going to get punished. And, and that's what happened. Max, obviously we've, we've touched on there about the team selection.
1: What was your, before the first Czech Republic goal, what was your thoughts on how Scotland performed?
0: Um, I think they were the better team for the majority of the first half and then they kind of just came in a little bit with maybe about 15 minutes to go before half-time. They got a couple of corners in quick succession and you just felt that maybe they were retreating a bit too much. Um, and then I think the goal kind of at that point was maybe coming. They were probably on top at that point and when we were on top, we weren't able to get a goal, unfortunately, and they did, so they were far more clinical than us in the in the final third. Ryan, what's, what's your thought, what was your thoughts on the...
1: The first half obviously, Scotland game we a one 0 trail at half time. It was a good header for from Patrick Sheep, but I think more could have been done with
3: the, the cross. What was your thoughts of the, the first half performance? I didn't agree with the guys, what they're saying. Um, kind of a better team, but the goal made a bit deflated, as I said at the start. Um, and I think now because obviously I've still playing football now, due injury, and I'm watching games more now, and for me. The, the defensive side was very poor. You guys probably played football yourselves and you know the first thing you do is stop the cross and that's what they did the day during stop the cross and to be fair that guy's a quality player and that's what I say his man as well they, I think he's worth 40 or million pounds whatever it was years ago you can't get a guy that space in the area of time and to be fair a top quality finish but but it's just echoing what the guy says it's we started off well and as they get on which just kind of feel near the end but I wouldn't be too disappointed with the first half just to go, just to go gives a bit of, a, I may bumming the second half.
1: Shankers at half time, maybe were you, were you under the impression that a change was going to be made? And if so, what, what changes would you have made?
2: Uh I, I, was surprised Adams never started. To be honest, uh, I think when he when he came on. He, he kind of seen a, a, a lift almost. He was taking things in. He was linking it up. He looked very physical. I think that made a difference uh, straight away. And I think the rest of the team got a lift for that. Um, I think maybe left it a wee bit late to, to gamble with putting Forrest on the right and taking O'Donnell off for of Forrest to, to get up a bit more. I think there's 20 minutes to go and you 2 nil down. I think he's kind of left it a wee bit late with that one. But as the changes... Uh, were getting made you can have seen Scotland progressively getting better a lot of the ball crosses in the box but as we said before too many chances not to score a goal plenty of chances If people took a great save uh, the one where he's kind of he's kind of dies back and tipped it away uh, but at, at that stage your competition uh, and a and a uh the Euros are, are a World cup, you're going to get punished if you don't put your chances away and, and that's what happened. in Czech Republic were maybe kind of going into under the radar a wee bit because of all the hype, Scotland first tournament and and stuff like that for a while. The game at Hamden, maybe, maybe Scotland could have been slight favourites going into it just because of the, the home advantage and stuff like that. So I think it kind of played into Czech into Republic's hands and listen, we kind of take it in away from them. Two great finishes and I'm not saying they deserve the win, but if as as I said before, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but if you don't put dances away, you're you're not gonna do anything in the competition. One player who I want to touch on quickly is Stephen O'Donnell, and
1: it's tough because we all knew Stephen O'Donnell was gonna play, but Max, do we think Stephen O'Donnell early on in the game kind of was was nervous or something? Because it just it looked to me as if he was a ram in the headlights, just making it. Kind of error after error. Obviously we know it's a, a massive occasion, but the one with Christy st- st- sticks out. Is it just a I kind of get a, a player who just maybe took the game, was a bit kind of nervous during the game. What was your thoughts on Stephen yeah,
0: O'Donnell? Yeah, I mean he did look nervous. You'd almost feel yourself so nervous through him watching yeah. him the pitch. Um, I also think that there's a bit of an imbalance there when he plays because he's a good, solid defender but he's not got much going forward and there's a real, when, when you've got Robertson on the other side driving forward in the way that he does, I think he would really ideally have somebody on that right-hand side that's able to do that as well so we're not just aiming the attacks on one side and we're able to cause a bit more problems to the opposition defence and that's why I think I would have probably preferred to see, Probably I would understand maybe starting O'Donnell but I think when we're going one behind at halftime. I think I would have preferred to see Forrest coming on maybe at halftime, certainly a lot sooner than he did, just to give us more of an attacking threat and get up the pitch a bit more. But I, I did feel sorry for O'Donnell because he clearly was struggling out there. Yeah. And, and again, it might have been been more beneficial for him himself if it was if he was taken away from it earlier on. Yeah, I thought that as well. I mean,
1: I, I think we all knew he was going to play, but you could tell maybe ten minutes in that he just there was some there was something off about his performance. I think as well, maybe at half time. I know Adams, you you said earlier on as well. You Shankers a bit. If you bring on Patterson, is it like for like? Is it like for like though because of Parsons' attacking ability? Like you've got Forrest, you've got Fraser, you've got Parson. I think they could all probably come on at half time and and added that width because I think you're, you were a man down that right hand side because of the way kind O'Donnell of was cutting in every time. I just I, I thought a bit more width would have perhaps
2: made a difference in that right hand side after half time. I, I I think as a risk to make to go and make three changes at half time well, uh, obviously you you kind of take injuries or, or fatigue later into. It. I mean, we were I was talking to one of the boys in my home for training there. John McGinn looked dead in his feet with twenty minutes to go and I think you're wasting and, the waste. And he's, like normally, deep. he's normally MD. He's normally probably the driving force and probably one of the fittest boys in the team and he's looking dead in his feet whether he's he's kind of went for it and blew his tank too early or whatever but my, my only thing about Barton was I, I don't see why in like 60 minutes they take off a Donald Parson on like if you're 2-0 down it it's too similar I agree with Aye. Max if you're taking him off Forest or Fraser or somebody on it's, it's going yeah. to give you an attacking threat in there I think I'm, I'm not saying Patterson and I don't know are similar players, but they, they are both predominantly defensive-minded. So, bringing Forrester Fraser on there when you're 2-0 down, if, if it was one each or, or Scotland were holding a lead, I bring light like for like on, I see that, but 2-0 at home and you're needing chasing a goal, eh, I think Forrester Fraser would, would have been a better option than, than Patterson. And that's what Steve Clark did. You did see it, it working and Forrest A wee times later on, but you did see them get a lot more uh, forward down the right hand side than what they did when Adonol was there. But I was talking to one of the boys earlier as well. I feel sorry for Adonol. I think Adonol has to have a nine or a ten out of ten performance for Scotland to get praised. I think he's one of the players. He's playing with with Mother probably the the the, one of the lesser teams. He's got players involved in the squad. He's, his eyes are always going to be on him. If he makes a slight mistake, everybody's going to be on top of him. Whereas Robertson makes a mistake. He's a Liverpool player. He's a captain. He'll, he'll not get as much backlash. I, I just I feel slightly sorry for him in that behalf that he needs to perform to the maximum performance in his game for, for anybody to come him That's the only thing. But I, I did I did think he struggled the other day. But I don't think he was the only one that was struggled, but I think it's it's just a wee bit of a, a scapegoat at times as well, just because he, he plays with Motherwell as well, and, and it's a wee bit unfair but you did see him struggling early on, and, and I think he could have been took off, more for his performance, but just take, but I cut him a wee bit of slack as, as well took off for, for Forest earlier on.
1: Definitely. Ryan, the second goal, we can all agree it's a um, Probably the best goal we're going to see in the tournament for Patrick Sheik, but what do we think of the goalkeeper? What do we think of Marshall? Is he out of position? Is he too far up? Is is there something maybe goes on during the during that build up that causes that? Because the way I'm looking at it is Marshall's too far up, and I think if he's even ten yards back, I don't think Sheik attempts that.
3: No, I agree with you, Scott. Um, but for me, the first part was. I just think because Jack Krem just scored a goal recently, I think not going to say. I've kind of said it on my own podcast, I'm kind of, I don't, I'm not saying he was really poor, but I don't need, to me it's the reason why Celtic are selling, them, in my opinion. Um, I think decision-making at the highest level, it, it kills you these days. You've seen it with the Celtic Rangers and stuff in Europe and other uh, teams at a national level his decision made to shoot for me he was wrong he should have passed it to the side of the, in the park or inside and that wouldn't have happened but then it's happened and then obviously Marshall as he says his position was, was very poor Um and I don't totally agree with you if he's maybe 10 yards further back the goal wouldn't have happened but as much as we can complain about our side it it's a fantastic finish
1: oh definitely for, yeah.
3: for, for him to have that awareness and know how to do that it's phenomenal and the fact I've seen his interview after it I don't know if any he's watched it, but he says, um, "I knew that I knew that's what Marshall done." So that just shows you what what, what did these guys actually do behind the scenes? It's not mm-hmm. just training and eating healthy and all that. They do a lot of stuff that we don't see, and it just shows you how good these guys really are. And we don't, as uh, Shank says, that you don't actually realise how maybe some good these chip players really were because they were in uh, anticipation of Scotland first turning in a long time, and the buzzer's back, and be they're still a they're solid international country who play in these tournaments. We don't, and I agree with you when it comes to O'Donnell, that he's maybe, again, it depends with formation you play, because you've only all Scotland. Scotland. We don't really know players to suit formations, and Clark's has to get a formation where it suits the players, because putting O'Donnell in that position doesn't suit him. And I do agree with Shanks, that it's making him a bit of a scapegoat because he's playing somewhere where, at that level, he's kind of getting found out. And it's down to the manager to know where get found out and playing where I think he should be playing, in, which is maybe a right-back at a four and no as a line-back. Because you see him going forward, he can't get forward as much as a Fraser or a Forrest. And I think maybe that's, that was maybe a downfall in the first half to try and get a bit of creativity.
1: Seeing into the game at, heart, at Wembley on Friday, what, Max, how do we think Clark's going to make changes in after Where does he need to change?
0: I think um, Shea Adams will start because when he came on at half time, he definitely showed an improvement up there. I think the thing with Ryan Christie is it's the same mistakes that Neil Lennon made, the Celtic manager, playing him up front when they've got strikers on the bench. And mm-hmm. on, we, we slaughtered Neil Lennon for that. So we need to say the same about Steve Clark, that that probably wasn't the right thing to do. So I'd like to see Adam start up top with Dykes and the two of them hopefully will be able to start forming some sort of meaningful partnership because they can link up together well when they actually try and when they're actually on the pitch together. So hopefully they can get something going. Um, I, I, th- I think he'll keep the same shape, which is obviously you have the dilemma right right wing back again whether you keep O'Donnell in there. I thought he, I think he was always going to start O'Donnell against England because we will be more defensive. Um But I don't know, maybe if his performance puts that in jeopardy, I don't think he'll start Forrest or Fraser at right back, because obviously it would probably be two attacking against England, so maybe Patterson has a chance, because he's actually natural in that position, so maybe put Patterson in for O'Donnell, and I'd have Adams in for for Christie, and I'd probably keep the rest of the team as it was, because unless Tierney's back, of course, Tierney will get in, but over Cooper. But I'd probably keep the rest of the team as it was, because I think Armstrong, McGinn and um McTominay wasn't that great, but I don't think he's gonna get he's gonna get dropped out. But I think McGinn and Armstrong were certainly good enough to, to keep their place. I think there was a point in the game where
1: and I can assume sue check the first half for Czech Republic was quite quiet, but see second half there was something about him that changed and I think it did nullify both McGinn and McTominay. I don't think, I think McGinn when he's playing deep, I think it's you yeah, the McGinn's getting wasted. Obviously, that might change at Wembley because to to Scotland now need to go to Wembley and open up and does that allow England to, to tear through? I don't know, That's but it's a completely different mindset now going into Wembley than it would have been with a victory, Shankers.
2: Uh, of, of course, I think if, when you see the group at the start, I think Czech Republic at hand was a perfect opening game, to be yeah. honest, uh, what a chance to go and get three points and and if you get three points, you're almost going into the next two games with something to hold to. if you know what I mean. But now, as you said, you need to go to Wembley, you need to be creation. and you need to go, you need to almost go for it. And I don't think it really suits us for the, for the opposition that we're playing against, because I think England will ring the changes. And when they, they're changing like for like, they're, they're taking Mount out, put Grealish in, they're taking... Uh, stealing it, putting Rashford in stuff like that it's, it, that's the kind of opposition we're up against and uh, I'm not saying I fear the worst at all, I, I really don't because I don't think they were they were like overly, oh, they, were, they were good on nature, but I don't think I was looking at it going I mean, I've, I'm, nothing really to fear uh, the other two games but then when, when you see Scotland at day and and the mistakes at the back and stuff like that, England will be thinking they're there to be got it. And mm-hmm. I'm fearful, but I, I see what Max says. I, I think O'Donnell could play as, still play as well just for the defensive side. It's, I know it's three centre-backs and it's like a three-five-two. 5 2 but to be honest, it almost is five 5 at the back with the, with the wing-backs, and especially when you're playing against somebody like England. I, I think I, I there'll be two or three changes. I think Adams will play up top. Yeah. Uh, Possibly Patterson in for O'Donnell, maybe Fraser in for uh, Fraser in for Christie and Adams in for Dykes. Possibly, I think we need some legs at Wembley, uh, like further up the pitch, a flick on and stuff like that. I think England's there to be got at the back, and I'm looking forward to, it, to be honest. Scotland's got nothing to lose now; they're not expected to go and go and get six points for the next two games. So, probably sometimes when you have no get as much pressure on you. Sometimes you get you get the best out of players, and fingers crossed that's what happens. Yeah,
1: Ryan. Obviously,
2: well now that
1: obviously the first game man it's a defeat with two more games left. It's going to be an uphill battle, Ryan. Are we keeping the faith that that Scotland team can make it to the next round?
3: The fair after that performance, I'm I'm no I'm very very unsure now. Um, I I was I kind of got involved with the buzz and maybe better than we were, but I think it for me, I kinda wrote my social media earlier that I think for me it was a reality check for us that
1: Yeah.
3: I maybe some that's. some of the players who maybe are playing at a higher level maybe aren't as good as what we think they are. Um like uh, Shank says at McGin, looked tired and I do wrote that down my notes for King I thought the last 20 minutes we looked shattered.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It reminded me of Celtic last season, the last 20 minutes flat flat on their bums, just totally lethargic and when you need that, wee gear, that's when you're kind of top push, should me be coming through. And I just think that maybe maybe the pressure, again, maybe they're going to help. But as a Scottish fan, you've got to keep my faith. And I'm a, a bit more positive. I think we will go on and put up the thumbs, but we're not good enough to beat England. I know they might not be a top, top English team, but as Shank just says, yeah, they can be placed quality with quality. We might be replacing a decent quality player where no I need to disrespect that Habs are a mother player. So it's very hard to gauge it, but I just need to go all out. I, I do agree with you Says, did do we go defensively and try and get in my counter-attack or do we just go gung-ho? And for me, I would just go to out up front and go for it. As Shanks says, I'm nothing to lose. If we can beat 4-0, we would beat 4 nothing. We just need to try and go for it. I'd rather get beat 4-0 try and win the game. Then get beat one-nothing and just sit oh, back and, and I definitely agree with that Make and don't try it and I'd rather, I'd rather try and at least try something but I think she's all agree that if we at least try and we get beat you can go fair enough hold your hands up yeah. but if you don't try and you're thinking I've oh, only had one corner and one, one goal then you see Clark's going to get it you don't then they try to win the game so I've got faith but I'm optimistic that it's going to be a very, very hard task
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mike, so we got a prediction for Friday night before we move on to the other two games
0: um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a draw because if we won the day I'd probably go all out for a win, but I'm gonna say we'll we'll keep it tight um, early on and we'll we'll sneak a one-one.
1: We'll go over the Scotland chat and we'll move on to the other two games in the that happened today. Poland one, Slovakia two. Shanker's big one for Slovakia, obviously Szczesny with their own goal and then Skriniar with a header and Linetti scored for Poland after a Soviet red card. Slovakia
2: done well enough to win the game, didn't they? Aye, we spoke last night and it says probably the, the, the other three teams in the group. results against Spain will be irrelevant. It'll be the best uh, results against all the rest of the teams. And and now, after seeing Spain's result, we'll, we'll go on and talk about that. But this group's just blown wide open now right. and Slovakia getting three points they're top of the group now they've, they've got something to hold on to they don't need to go and, go and work, win their next two games they would love to but they've got something to, something to hold on to now and, and even if they go and nick a draw four points is probably going to be enough to see you through even if it's in third place so they'll be happy with that I think Poland would be 10 men at 1-1 kind of swings the game in Slovakia's favour and, and that's the way it's ended it but uh I was actually a wee bit surprised with that result I thought Poland would be a bit better, to be honest. Right. Max, the behind the red card changed the game
1: and how impressed were you with the, the way Slovakia set up to win the game after the, the red card?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Slovakia were the better team in the first half. They were deserved to, to go in front. The second half, Poland scored and they came back in and they looked on top. And then the it changed on that red card again, like you say. um, I was impressed by Slovakia, but on, this, on the Polish side, I think Lewandowski is obviously a... World class striker, and but he can't carry that team on his back. and I didn't see an awful lot of anything else in that team, really. I think they miss. um, They've got two other strikers who are quite good that play up top with them, normally um, Piatek and Milik. Yeah, and both of them were were obviously injured, so I think he was trying to do a bit on all of his own there and it wasn't working out for them. So we'll see what happens. But I think, in terms of the group, I think yeah, the Spain result was obviously a Not an expected one. I thought they were especially the way they started or the possession they had that they were going to get a goal. So, um, it's a wide open group but I I still think Spain will will win the group but um, who goes through the other two teams? I mean, it's pretty wide open. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the other games. Yeah.
3: Ryan, what was your thoughts on the Slovakia win over Poland? I thought Slovakia were tactically very good. Um, They kind of set their solid right away and I thought they'd done Basically like maybe Scottish have done, they played the tournament football, they played the tournament, they didn't play the occasion. Um yeah. they got their tactics spot on and I agree with what Max says kinda of, I know I'm missing two other kind of main players, but you can't have a guy like Levin Dolls' quality and no feed feed yeah, balls. Yeah. Cause he's just a sitting duck and doing nothing and he's not the sort of guy that's just gonna do doggies for 90 minutes, he needs to bought his feet to score goals. That's what he, he's done all season. Um I wasn't shocked with the perfor I shocked with the result, but I was maybe shocked with how Lapwester Poland were. Um again, as Shank says, that Slovakia get uh, something hold on to. Now. So that that kind of wide open the group, it's gonna be a really interesting look into that group especially with that performance with, with Sweden, with Spain. So aye, I would say Slovakia done really well and it's maybe something other teams can look at how to play the tournament and how to play tactically against maybe teams who they should shouldn't be beaten, but but they can beat them by using tactics. Never know how. We'll move on to the other gaming group. E obviously Slovakia now hold the
1: advantage after Spain and Sweden's now now draw. Max, it wasn't it wasn't a classic that we saw basically twenty four hours ago, but I think there was a lot of takeaways to take from both teams. I think Spain as always, can play some magnificent football. But Sweden were digging deep and getting chances. It's Both teams could could easily progress from this and build on that, that point.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because obviously Spain had 80% possession, Aye. but Sweden probably had the two best chances mm-hmm. in the match. I mean, that ISAC looked really, really impressive. Yeah. Um, and that chance he set up for Berg yeah, lost, right. that, was, that was a sitter, I can't believe a missed that
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but um, Spain as well I mean they're still trying to play the tiki-taka football and I can understand why because it's obviously in their DNA the Spanish way of playing and stuff but I don't necessarily think they've got the players to do that anymore and they should maybe try and play a bit more to their strength so you've got maybe like Torres and Almo coming in, maybe try and play with a bit more intensity and pace and bit more direct maybe at times and I think when they did go direct on a couple of occasions that's probably when they they created their chances and a lot of the time they were just playing sort of sideways passes on halfway through the the opposition half and it wasn't really leading to anything so I think maybe if they they, they work on that then you know they've got a good chance of turning things around. Yeah I think I I totally agree with everything you've said there. Ryan what was your
1: thoughts
3: on the Spain-Sweden game? I kind of echo what Max just says I think that, but I still think that Spain, I think they missed a cutting edge. I think if they got a cutting edge, they'll be a top team again. They're just yeah. missing. Marata for me, he's, he's a very good striker, but I think at that level, now, I don't think he's good anymore. Um, I think if they had somebody like Raul back in the days, I think they have hold three or four a Just I do agree with Max, but it does frustrate you when teams just play as tippy tappy stuff. You're kind of like get the ball in the box, stay something because that's how you win football game. There's only so much Barcelona football you can play. Um, but Sweden are very hard to break down, aren't they? They're very hard to break down. Yeah. They're no really star quality, but as a as a group, my unit, they're very, very hard to break down.
1: Yeah, definitely. Shankers, what was your thoughts in Spain, Sweden, and do you see both teams progressing out of this group?
2: Um I think both teams will. Progress at the group. I think this will be one of the groups where three of them uh, go through. Uh, Spain, as the boys say dominated the goal. Uh, as Ryan just said, they're no cutting edge. There's, there's no point in having 80% possession if, if you've not got somebody that can put the ball in it when you get the chances. Uh, if, they, it's not as if they had 80% and, and were just playing outside saying they never had done They did have chances. Just when he got up there, they just no get somebody to put it in the back of the net. Maratha is no really one of the 30, 35 goals a season strikers anymore. The amount of top teams he's played with, and I've I've not I don't know what his his goals uh to game ratio or whatever it is. Uh, but I don't think he's one of the players goals scores He's 25, 30 goals, uh, even in this tournament, five, six goals. Uh that's it's hard, Sweden, as Ryan says that they're a bit old school, four, four, two, two banks to four, shifts side to side, they all work for each other, they've all got their own individual jobs and they did have, they did have probably the best chance of the game Maybe Marcus Berg, cut back, open net, I, I, I honestly don't know what he's there. it's probably harder to do it, do what he's done than put it in the back of the net, but, other than that, I actually, I'm not saying I enjoyed the game, I'm not saying it was a, a great game, but for a 0 no, it was kind of, there was plenty of chances, kind of, end to stuff but I think Spain will have enough to, to go through I mean, when you look to the bench and what they're bringing off compared to what they had years ago it's, it is night and day I mean Gerard Moreno he's a good player and, and he's done really well for Villarreal this year but oh my god sorry Messi's just called a schema <laughs> uh, sorry uh, Gerard Moreno and, and players like that coming off the bench it's no like I would via uh, Torres, even Pedro to a certain extent. It's just no the know the same quality, but I, I still think they've, they've got enough to go, gonna kind of quarterfinals, even semis at a, at a push. No, yeah,
1: definitely. I think it's it's been a weird day. We've, we've not seen the most classic games of football. I think we're all a bit deflated as we're on we're on here. It's understandable, <laughs> but we'll with two games tomorrow. Group F, the group of death, it's underway. Hungary versus Portugal, the two thousand sixteen winners, defending champions, get their tournament started. Hungary does get a draw against Portugal five years ago. Max, what's your thinking for tomorrow's opening
0: game as Portugal got their tournament on? Last game was it not? And yeah, it was, it was a bit it was a, it was a thriller, I it? Of That like tomorrow, but <laughs> um, no, I think Portugal will probably win the game tomorrow. You know, I think weirdly, even though they won Euro um, two thousand sixteen, I actually think their squad is a lot stronger now than nice. last one. They've got like Sujal, so Jota, and, and they never had players like that in. I was going to say four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. No. Um. It'll be interesting to see if um, Ronaldo's on his top form as well. Because if he is, then he's obviously a different, different gravy for them. Eh? So, um, I think Portugal will win. I, I don't think Hungary will maybe be the whipping boys that everybody expects them to be. I don't think they'll will win any games, but I think they'll be tough. They'll be tough to break down, and I don't think they'll they'll suffer any humiliations so I would maybe go with, with maybe
1: 2-0 two, 3-1 Portugal yeah I can see it. I can see Portugal winning comfortably too I'm going 2-0 Bruno Fernandes and I
3: think Ronaldo will score as well Ryan what are you thinking for tomorrow Hungary Portugal i of about Max Eccord about Ronaldo as much as Fernandes is still he's superb for Man U and stuff for me if Ronaldo turns up to his game and he always does in these big tournaments no matter what age is Portsmouth could win it just because it's him he's right. mm-hmm. he's a leader and that, that that last competition even though he was struggling the just I, I, put him, he's, I know I know it's about him mate. I know he's individually and, but he's just he's a pure winner man and, and that is it's very frequent in, in any team if you get winners in your team it just passes through your full team and if he's if he's if he starts really well it only goes well for Portsmouth in the tournament and um, I think they win the game. I'm not saying they they humiliate hungry, but I think they might have most of the playing. I think they might have a lot of chances. They might only score two or three, but I think they'll win the winning game comes from with two or three nothing.
1: Yeah,
2: Shank, what we're you thinking. I uh, obviously we spoke in the review show a uh, bit Portugal when you, when you look through their team they've got quality all the way all the way through their team. And I, I honestly didn't realise that it was as good a squad as. It's what it's been and I was gonna say they'll know of the a better chance to win it, but obviously they won the last one we when this squad wasn't the the squad then it probably wasn't as strong as this one. So who who know, who says they kind of go and win it again? With Ronaldo Yota, um Bernardo Silva, William Carvalho, Renato Sanchez, Bruno Fernandez. I mean that's next names it some call names. It is probably one of the best kind of, I'm going to say our squads, but probably the kind of main 11, probably one of the best in the tournament. So, who sees they kind of go, kind of go deep into the competition as well. It's a tough group. And I like one of the ones where you're looking at the three, three kind of stronger teams progressing out of this group. And I think it'll be comfortable for them tomorrow. The uh, best they could hope for is probably a, a win and maybe a draw in another game and, and kind of stands them in good stead. Yeah. Uh, just, I'm just hoping for a for a good game. To be honest, uh, there's only really been one kind of decent game for me—the the, uh, Netherlands Ukraine one. So, Aye, we, uh, the other game in the group is obviously France and Germany, world champions
1: against the three-time European champions. Ryan, this could be either one of the games of the tournament, or it could be a bowl draw. We don't. Pff, it could be one of those games. We honestly don't know how this could go. But two really good teams who are
3: probably going to be the two of the most fancy teams in the tournament. I well, like you say about it, it could be it could be a ball face like, and down, <laughs> d- down south they've man united and man city or what again the build up and then it's just it's a bit of a whimper. So <laughs> I do but I, I do think my I'm I've still gonna put money in France I'm just waiting to see how the competition goes but <laughs> if I was a ma, if, if I had a lot a lot of dough I think I'd be going to own France to win it. I just think they've got Strength and depth. I've got everything: Giroud, Benzema, Griezmann. That front three is phenomenal. Aye. Um, as soon as I seen Benzema was back, and I am like, "That's very hard Aye. to be." Aye. Um, and they've got think, two or three positions, players for every position. It's just generally you can't even really in these competitions because they always they might start sticky, but most of the time, apart from the last World Cup, they tend to come strong at the end of the tournament. So, but I generally believe this could be the game that lights up the tournament and. People kind of stand up and go, Actually, ah, still so I start watching it. Because I think maybe mm. some people are still because there's no a lot of crowds and it's just you can't even like go to pubs and stuff. I think people are a bit deflated with it. Mm. But I think if this game sparks and in, into life, it could be it could be making the tournament and it could actually get more people involved. But I think France will I think France may edge I'll say I'll say I'll say two nothing. Two nothing
1: France. Big call, Max. What are we thinking for the game tomorrow between France and Germany?
0: I'm just hoping for a really good game. To be honest, I mean, I think the two teams will match up pretty good against each other. They both play sort of an exciting brand of football, and they've both got really exciting players um, on the pitch. So you, you know you've got likes in Bappy for France and Gnabry for Germany who can just run, run, run all day and create loads of problems for the opposition defences. So I'm expecting a fast-paced tempo game. Um, I think I think it'll be a score draw if I'm if I'm being honest, but. If I was to fancy favor one team, it would definitely be France. I just think they've got a bit more um, end product about them, with like, especially now with Benzema back in the squad. But you know, Germany have got Muller back as well, so he's kind of the on the flip side. He'll be an experienced head to bring back who also knows where the back of the net is, and um, you know they have Havertz just scored in the Champions League final too. So. It's an interesting game, and I'm, I'm going to say two two. I think it'll be a, a score draw, um, and I hope it is the game of the tournament so far. And I, th- I think it might be. Yeah, I'm going to no, 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 like, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it could
1: be either one. But I think I'm going to go for a score draw as well. I think these are two actually evenly matched teams. I, I do think Germany are going into this after the World Cup. Obviously, they've been a bit under the radar, but if, you can't ever like Germany in a major tournament. And as you, you see they've got that depth of Nabri, Sani. Muller, as you say, Havertz is there. Kimmich, I think, is one of the, the most yeah. versatile players in the world. I just think they have just get as much depth as France, I think. But Shanker's what we're thinking for tomorrow. France-Germany, you look forward
2: to it? I am. Um, I, I was laughing with, with Alison. It's her wedding anniversary in the morning. And I was like, I need to book dinner can I, can I early on because France-Germany is at 8 o'clock. Don't be going booking anywhere too far away for the house so as we can get, get back for that. Uh, so... Hopefully, it's a cracker. Going on, can uh, it could be hyped up to be boring. I, I don't think any of these teams are, are the kind of team that can set up for that. I, I, I think they've got too much quality in, in both sides to, to be for it to be a bore fest, to be honest. I think uh, Mbappe, Griezmann, Benzema, uh, and you've got Muller, Nabry, Werner, Roberts. There's too much quality for it to be. No, no, surely anyway uh, I, I fancy France for the tournament so I, I think they'll win but it will be close I'm going to go I'm going to go for a classic 3-2 I'm going for 3-2 France very Hopefully.
1: good very good it's, uh, it's been another interesting day at the Euros and we're obviously going to have another interesting day tomorrow but that'll do us for this episode I just want to thank Shankers as always for coming on the show it's been a pleasure
2: no no worries Scott Brilliant. any time.
1: Ryan, it's been a pleasure to welcome you onto the show. Thank you oh, for joining us. Anytime, mate. Thanks a lot for your your time, lads. Thank you. Brilliant, Max. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on.
0: Eh, no bother, man. Cheers for having me on. Great, to, great to be here.
1: Brilliant. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back with another show tomorrow night as we recap all the action that took place on Tuesday. Please subscribe to us on YouTube and on our podcast channels, and follow SM Media on so- on all our social media channels. More news during the European Championships. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.